Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to a special broadcast from Boombox Radio Network with Lightwave Dave and Lightwave Kiteboards. How are you doing today, Dave? Great, Wade. Thanks for having me on. Oh, uh, a pleasure, a pleasure. Um, I went and did some research after well, we had okay. talked a little bit because I wasn't real familiar with kite boarding. Um, you want to give us a real quick little definition of what kite boarding is? Sure. Um, it's a relatively new sport. It's been around about 20 years. And what it is, it's a water sport. It kind of evolved out of a cross between windsurfing and wakeboarding. You ride a board like a wakeboard, but the wind is what pulls you with a big oversized kite. So no boat involved, no gasoline. Uh, you just need the wind. And, uh, yeah, so you steer a big kite you have control over. And it pulls you across the water, planing on a wakeboard at, uh, at about 20, 25 miles an hour. Wow. And, uh, yeah, you can jump really high. I mean, the world's record is about 90 feet high. And, uh, but you can cruise, too. You know, you can make what you want out of it. It can be an extreme sport, or it can just be a mellow cruising sport. Now, do you, do you have so, yeah. to have waves to do this stuff? I mean, well, you can do it in the waves in the ocean, um, or you can do it in a lake. We're here. I'm out here at Lake Pflugerville in Austin, Texas, and it's just a small lake where all the local Austin guys go. It's pretty exposed to the wind. And, uh, and where I'm from in California, we do it on a, a mile-wide river. So any large body of water that's not too obstructed, from the wind, like if you have a bunch of you know big skyscrapers between you and the wind, it's no good. Okay, but uh, yeah, ocean, bay, river, lake, wherever you want. And uh, what's the training like? I mean, I've I've watched it after we had talked. I went and watched it, and it, you know, when I first thought about it, I thought, how am I going to hold on to this kite? And then I saw that you're in a harness. It, yeah, you're. It doesn't really take arm strength hanging on like a wakeboard does. Um, you can When you're wakeboarding, it takes a lot of arm strength. You can only wakeboard probably a maximum, I'd say, 10 minutes before your arms are worn out. Um, with kiteboarding, you have a harness, and you have, uh, you have the kite actually hooked into your harness. And so you're leaning back on it, and you use your arms pretty much just for steering. Now, it does work you out. Your legs, if it's choppy water, you're bouncing over the water, your legs get a workout, your abs get a really good workout. Um, but, yeah, you wear a harness, might need a wetsuit, depending on where you're doing it. In the Caribbean, you don't need it, but, um, you know, Minnesota, you need a wetsuit. <laughs> but, uh, or California Ocean's pretty cold. But, uh, yeah, the, the waves are actually more for advanced riders. And uh, beginners usually go on flat water, nice uh, shallow places in Florida and Cape Hatteras, North Carolina, and South Texas. They've got a lot of uh, knee-deep lagoons, knee to waist-deep. And that's easier for a beginner in case you wipe out, fall off. You can just kind of stand up and get your act back together rather than getting pounded by waves, you know. Well, how, how long does it take to learn how to do something like this? Well, the thing about it when you're a beginner 
is you want to be able to come back to where you started. Okay. So like a sailboat, you're going back and forth across the wind. You're not really just going straight downwind. So you're tacking. So I, yeah, you're tacking back and forth across the wind. And it, they, they use a lot of sailing terms, like a, a close reach, a broad reach, a beam reach, port and tack. I'd say about, uh, you know, for most people, you know, in fairly decent shape, uh, probably five or six lessons of two hours each. Back to where you started. That's you know, not too bad. The wind. It's about, I compare it to snowboarding. Snowboarding the first couple of days are kind of tough, fall a lot. But uh, within a week of snowboarding, you're pretty good. You know, you can do intermediate runs. Yeah, so uh, yeah, I'm just doing my Texas tour. I make the boards. Oh, I've been okay. doing that about 21 years now. And they're similar to a wakeboard, but they're different. Um, a wakeboard's meant for going most of the time straight toward your power. A tight board, it has to be able to tack up wind to be a little more efficient. And so the kite boards have a little less rocker, and we tend to make them out of a little more exotic materials like carbon fiber and uh, polonia wood core and uh, that sort of thing. So they're light, and you can jump higher. That's, ah. that's the thing about kite boarding. It's all about the air. Yeah, catching air. Yeah, catching air. Yeah, it's really fun to do that. So uh, now, is yeah, there? Sport. I do it all over the world. Is there any age limit for this kind of stuff? I mean, I could see you know, you know, young people, teens, you know, young adults, people that they get into the extreme stuff. But uh, could can older folks do this kind of stuff? Yeah, um, I supply one kite school out in San Francisco. They had a eighty-two-year-old man learning. Oh my god! Last okay. summer. <laughs> As long as you're not afraid of the water, I mean, you know, you got to be a swimmer. Sure. You know, you got to be able to swim. And, uh, but I'd say the, you know, the lower end age limit, probably about 10 years old. You got to have your muscles developed a little bit, you know, but I'd say 10 to 80, you know, you should be able to kiteboard. Well, now, how much does it cost to get involved? Is this kind of stuff you can go out and rent gear or do you need to buy your own rig or? Well, okay, it's, you wouldn't just go, if I compare it to hang gliding. You wouldn't just go around a hang glider and jump off a cliff, right? No, no. You would, you'd want to know what you're doing. So with kite boarding, the kite can generate up to about 800 pounds of pull. So you want to know what you're doing to control that. So nobody really rents them unless you can prove you know what you're doing. Okay. Um, like, some people will fly to exotic location, and they don't want to take their gear. And there's an uh, organization, the International Kiteboarding Organization. You could be certified and have your little card, and then some places will rent to you. But generally speaking, they don't rent it. Um, you, uh, but you, you definitely want to take a lesson when you're beginning, because if you launch that kite in 25 miles an hour wind and you don't know what you're doing, and it pulls 800 pounds, and you only weigh, you know, 180 pounds, you're going for a ride. <laughs> <laughs> and and you want to know where your emergency is, because you're hooked into this thing, right? So you want to know where your emergency release is, 
power of the kite. So uh, that's really important to, to learn in lessons and how to recover when you crash and things like that. Yeah, most people take four or five lessons before they go out and buy their own gear. Now the boards I sell start at four ninety nine. Oh, that's not and bad. My most exp- yeah, and my most expensive board is eight ninety nine. That's the carbon fiber racing one. But uh, and then a kite is about a thousand dollars. Oh wow! They go. It depends on the size. So you can buy if if you're a real lightweight, you know, a ninety pound woman, you're going to get a smaller kite than a two hundred and fifty pound man, and you know, about half as big a kite. So the smaller kites are cheaper. Uh, I'd say for uh, like a four, they measure them in square meters. Okay. So um, like a four square meters, about the smallest kite you'd use that a small person would use in high winds. And that's going to probably be about $600. And, you know, a 17 meter kite is about the biggest you would ever use. They're probably about $1,500. Wow. So it kind of depends on the size. And the size kite you buy depends on your weight, as I already kind of alluded to, and also how strong the wind is. Um, like uh, uh, most riders that are really into it have three kites. Some guys are really equipment hogs and they have more, but really about three kites will cover uh, a person from 10 to 15 mile an hour winds, which is kind of the low end up to, you know, 35 mile, mile an hour, which is a gale. So obviously you want a smaller kite and a gale than you do when it's blowing ten miles per hour. Okay, that makes sense. I mean, that, yeah, that makes yeah. yeah, that that makes total sense. So it's not that it's not really that expensive as a sport when you think about it. Not really. I mean, when you consider a wakeboarding boat costs you know hundred thousand dollars or more, but really not you know the, the good ones. And you got to round up your friends and spend a bunch of money on gas. With kiteboarding, it's you know you spend your fifteen hundred to two thousand dollars. And it'll all fit on the plane. You can fly to Hawaii with it. And uh, then it's free, you know, once you get everything. The wind is free. That's so, it's, uh, yeah, you just need, you just got to have a little, you know, a little knowledge. Take a couple of lessons. Well, yeah, I'd highly recommend anybody doing this kind of stuff. You got to take lessons. I could yeah. just, uh, well, you know, now mentioning lessons, one of the first questions that, or uh, thoughts that came to me is if I fall in the lake, you know, I fall down. The kite hits the water. How do you get back up? How do you get the kite back up? Okay. Well, what you do is when the kite's in the water, well, a lot of times you'll fall and your kite will stay in the air. Okay. But if you really crash and burn, the kite will hit the water sometimes. The kite is, it's a four-line kite. Okay, so it's in an arc shape. And the wingtips are kind of squared off. And each corner has a line to it. So the back two lines go to the ends of your control bar. And the front two lines, which hold most of the power, go to your harness that you're hooked into. Okay. They go to a, what we call the chicken loop. That's a technical term, the chicken loop. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, 
the uh, so if it hits the water, what you do is basically you get one of the outside lines and you pull it in about two or three feet, and that's going to cause your kite to start walking over to the edge of what we call the wind window. Now, the, imagine you're you're uh, you're you're looking straight ahead, and the wind is at your back, and you hold your arms out. One to the left, one to the right. That's the wind window. It, okay. it can't fly upwind. The kite is going to be pretty much straight ahead of you, straight downwind. And when you pull on one line, it's going to kind of walk its way over to the edge of where it can go, either left or right of straight downwind. And then it's going to flip up on its wingtip. At that point, you grab your bar and you just steer it up. When you're holding on your bar, you pull left, it goes left, you pull right, it goes right. So that's basically how you control the kite. Oh, and one other control that it has is the four lines. If you push your bar out, you know, two lines are connected to your harness, two are on the end of the bar. If you push your bar away, it's like uh, flaps on an airplane. It lets the wind spill out of the back okay. of your kite gotcha. to reduce the power. And really, it's kind of like a clutch in a car. You can give it more power or less power by the way you pull in and out on your bar, and then you steer left and right also. A lot of people start with uh, a trainer kite. I have one for friends, you know. <laughs> and a trainer kite is only about one or two square meters. So it's just, it's not going to pull hard enough to pull you up on a board, but you just use it on the land to kind of get your muscle memory going. You want to get to where you can steer the kite back and forth, have full control without looking at it. At first, your eyes are going to be glued to it. You're kind of tense and nervous. And, but after a couple of hours on the trainer kite, most people are ready to move up to a bigger kite get in the water and do, without a board and do what we call the body drag. That's just where you kind of drag around on your chest with the power of the kite. It's used to the water, used to flying your kite, how to relaunch it. Actually, the first kiteboarder was Benjamin Franklin. He did that, the body drag on a lake. It's in the history books. Really? But, uh, yeah, here's the first one. I think it was only a single-line kite back then. You know, he didn't have all the beat power and everything. But, uh, oh, I should mention, too, that modern-day kite, most of them are, they have the leading edge is inflatable. So you pump it up to about 8 pounds per square inch. So when it hits the water, it's not going to fill up and be a wet blanket, you know, in the water. It it stands there, and you you can recover it a lot easier. Oh, that that drag sounds interesting because I used to high speed water ski back when they still had that. Okay. You, don't, you don't see it very often anymore. Um, and yeah, oh yeah, that's crazy. Oh uh, well, yeah, yeah, but you can feel the speed. <laughs> yeah. Well, when your body drags in on a kite, you're only going probably. Um, I mean, as I said before, it can generate 800 pounds of pull. That's like the maximum, right? But if you're in control, all in all, you're only probably generating, you know, 150 pounds of pull. Okay. And that's taking, you know, taking you along about 10 miles an hour on kind of playing it along on your chest like Superman. 
that's the first stage of learning. And once you get that down and you get to where you can tack back and forth without the board, then, and you're in control, you do that for a couple of hours. So the trainer kite a couple of hours, the big kite on the land maybe for an hour, and then the body dragon for a couple of hours, then you're ready for the board. Then you're probably going to have pretty good kite control skills. And we're going to get the board on your feet and learn how to stand up as you dive the kite and create power. It, I can't, the wakeboarders, I tell them it's like driving the boat and wakeboarding at the same at the, time. At the same time. Now, now, do you teach lessons or are you just a, a manufacturer? Because it sounds like you really uh, know your lesson stuff down really well. Well, I do. I'm, I'm experienced at it. I'm, I don't really, I'm not a, a school. I sell my boards to schools. Okay. And okay. I just teach friends, but I don't really teach professional lessons. Okay. Um, I don't have enough patience, I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> Get out no, there on I that like board. Job. I, I, <laughs> I just go to the beach and lay out on my boards and let people try them and talk about all that. And let them. And schools really love my wing type board, it's called. And uh, that was super easy to get up on. You can plane out at like 10 miles per hour. Wow. That's really easy to learn on. Well, where can we find your boards at? Oh, at uh, lightwavedesigns.com or lightwavekiteboards.com. That's easier. Um, Spell it any way you want. Lightwave, it's really L-I-T-E-W-A-V-E, kiteboards.com. Okay. Lightwavekiteboards.com. Got it. Yeah, and um, I have dealers all around the country, too, that sell them, um, you know, or I sell them on my website there. But, uh, yeah, you'll probably find one if you go take a lesson somewhere. I've got a school, and, well, here in Texas, I'm doing my Texas demo tour here the next couple of weeks, and the schools in Texas City, uh, Corpus Christi, and South Padre Island Ooh, Padre. all use my boards. Oh, I love Padre. Oh, great place. Oh, yeah. Padre Island's a great place to learn <sighs> because it does have that knee-to-waist-deep, sandy-bottom mm-hmm. water. Mm-hmm. And it's it's really easy. Um, Pro-Kite South Padre is a great school there. Or also Air Padre Kiteboarding is a, another school that really knows their stuff down there. People come from all over the country to learn in South Padre. Wow. Yeah, that, well, it's just an awesome place. Well, I, I appreciate you taking the time out of your, your kiteboarding today <laughs> to talk with us for a little bit. Well, no problem. Thanks for having me on the show. Uh, our pleasure. And folks, if you want to find out more about kiteboarding, you can go to lightwavekiteboard.com and Dave will fill That's you in what? on everything. Yeah, send me an email or give me a call. Sounds great. Well, thank you very much, Dave, and we'll talk to you again soon. Thanks for having me on Boombox Radio. You're welcome.